0: you are about to enter the most electrifying NFL talk show you have ever experienced. From up-to-the-minute news and notes to... Uh, Who am I kidding? It's a wrap. Let's try this again.
1: with Connor Forrest. Want to get involved? Send us an email to mailbag at connorforrest.com for your questions to be read on air. Okay, here we go. Five, six, five, six, five, six, five, six, five. And now, broadcasting from the great Commonwealth of Virginia. Good Here's your host, Connor Forrest. You, wanna start? you want me to start, man? Start. Alright, this never happens. Connor is letting me start the podcast. I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> he is letting me start the podcast. Uh, we got a good one for people today, because we just had the NFC Championship, and we had the AFC Championship. One of the games is good, the other ones are complete and total disaster, depending on who you ask. Correct. Um, but nonetheless, we have our Super Bowl matchup. Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles both teams have won relatively recently Super Bowls Uh, the the Eagles back in 2017 and then the Chiefs in 2019 season which leaked into the uh, uh, 2020 early 2020 down in Miami when they beat the 49ers Uh, so dude I'm fired up it's gonna be a really good one
0: it's gonna be fantastic now bring us in fully do the whole introduction the whole intro all right Connor how the hell are you? Doing great, Shawnee. What, what's our podcast title and who are we sponsored by? All right. This is After
1: Further Review with Connor Forrest, and we are sponsored by Anchor FM, the this easiest guy. way to host a podcast. Anchor FM, let them know that uh, Connor Forrest from After Further Review sent you. and you can let them know that Sean uh sent you as well, but uh, they like Connor's name better than mine. So, uh, <laughs> nonetheless, Anchor FM, we're sponsored by them, easiest way to start a podcast. Now, I do understand. I am a little jealous. Uh, Connor was telling me the story before... Our last podcast I don't think we shared it Connor for the first time ever was asked to sign an autograph yeah, in I, relations what? to the show
0: is that great? that is awesome is that great? I doled up my first autograph ever and I was um, I was in speaking with a couple high school students at my alma mater and that was fantastic now a student comes up and asks for an autograph Shawnee and I immediately looked at him I said I have to tell my wife this <laughs> I, I have to tell my wife that I just gave out my first autograph because the reality is, is the second I tell my wife that I got an autograph offer. She's gonna make me do laundry because you know th- there's a great um, there's a great saying. I think Ray Romano says this. Ray Romano is one of my favorite stand up comedians out there, star of Everybody Loves Raymond, and he always says. I think Eric Church said something similar. Um, he goes, "You know, you found the right woman in your life when she's just not that impressed with you." <laughs> 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 Eric Church had always said, "My wife is my wife is is my favorite person on the planet." Um, She's always impressed with things I do, which I, I don't know why or how, but I, I love her for it. But Eric Church had said he had played his first show ever in the Ryman. Now, if you know country music at all, the Ryman in Tennessee is the mecca for country music. It's an old venue. It's all the A-listers, the historical A-listers. Anybody the who's who of country music has ever played, they've played in the Ryman. This is George Strait. I mean, you go just go through the list. Um, iconic acts that have come in and out of that place and Eric Church plays the Ryman for the first time in his career it's a sold out packed house it's just a bumping show and his wife and his uh, little babies are in the tour bus and he comes off stage and he comes, uh, it's a roaring standing ovation. He comes out the back of the green room into the tour bus and he sees his wife and he goes, that was amazing. And the first thing she does is hand on the baby and says, change his diaper. <laughs> and Eric goes, okay. All right. So I, I realize I'm not that
1: You've big. You've reached that level.
0: You've me. reached yeah. that level. All right. Um, so, but we have, we, 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 I've officially checked that off the list, signing an autograph. And I did tell the students straight out. I did just devalue this paper, I hope you understand, um, but it was flattering nonetheless, um, but we do have the best listeners on the planet, and uh, it was great to, great to uh, meet a couple of our um, fellow listeners out and about. Uh, Sean, I'm always getting, whenever I, I run into somebody or somebody messages me or, or somebody comments on the podcast, they are always asking... How the hell is Shawnee? They're like, oh, so how the hell is Shawnee? So, oh, that, I mean, really? that catchphrase, we just, we need to make shirts out of this. We really do. We, we, we should. Um, but well done on the intro. Thank you. Look at you go. You know,
1: you know, the funny thing is, if it sounded a little quiet, the intro, my mic was actually turned the wrong way. Oh, no. So I almost had the intro down, but I've got my mic corrected now, so okay. we're good. Um, so I do apologize for that. But we're rocking and out. rolling. But that's why I'm the producer, because I, I noticed stuff like that. like, oh, do. my microphone doesn't look right.
0: And guess what? Here's the best part. You just hit a couple zeros and ones, and you drive those levels up, no one's going to notice. Exactly. Just like that. That's how it is. Um, but it's good to see you, Shawnee. We are broadcasting live uh, in Ashburn, Virginia. Let me turn on my uh, broadcasting live sign. Uh, hold right on, up.
1: listeners. Here we go. All right, so he is He's plugging stuff in. I actually don't know what he's doing. I he can't see. All right, so he's plugging stuff in, and now oh as I God. give a play-by-play, he still can't plug it in. He's having issues here. I'm trying to plug in a live on-air sign. Lights it up, and we got blue live and purple on air. That looks
0: great. We do. God, that was a disaster. All right, now, that was supposed to be so quick.
1: Well, you mentioned we're in Virginia, and have you heard how cold it's going to get over the next couple of days? Or tonight, really?
0: I have. But you know what the good part is, Sean? No. No. I just don't care.
1: (laughs) You know what? That's right. You're going to Florida tomorrow. That's (gasps)
0: right. Catching a 9 o'clock flight to Sarasota tomorrow. So I got to tell you, I know it's going to get cold. I am not going to notice. Because as you freeze your ass off, I will be in short sleeves. Ah, ah. Isn't Uh, that great? Now, we did get our first trace of snow there the other day. Did you get any snow in Arlington? A little bit. A little bit. Not too bad. Okay. So not too shabby. You didn't slide off the road or die or anything?
1: Not that I was
0: aware of. Cool. Good. Well, this is good news, Shawnee. I'm glad to see you in one piece. Um, up to January, this has been the historically one of the warmest Januarys and winters uh, so far. And up to two days ago, we had officially 0.0 inches of snow. So we have now recorded our first trace of snow in the DC area, which is good. Um, but it's been, for any winter lovers in the Mid-Atlantic region, it's been a disastrous winter, to say the least. I mean, it's been a complete and utter catastrophe. Uh, but nonetheless, we two shall survive. I am going down to Florida tomorrow, visiting uh, Anna's grandparents, so that's going to be a great time. We'll bring little Matthew, first time on a plane for him. Do you remember the first time you were on a
1: plane? I'm sure it was going to Boston. I don't remember. it. Yeah, remember? Sure that's where it was going. What so was I remember
0: going? very vividly my first time I can remember being on a plane. Now, the first time I was on a plane, I was, I was I think, a year old. The first time I remember being on a plane was to Ireland. Mm. It was an 8330-300 Air Lingus from, uh, I believe it was from Dulles, if not it was from Boston, but it was Dulles to, no it was actually, I'll tell you, it was Dulles to um, London, Heathrow, and then Heathrow to Dublin. How old so, were you? I couldn't have been more than five. Oh, okay, so wow. Yeah, couldn't have been more than five. I was not too much, I I it was either four or five, one of those. I, I can't, I, I really don't have great memories before then, but... Hopefully, I know Matthew will remember zero point zero percent of this trip, but it's going to be fun for me to bring the little guy to the airport. So that'll be that'll be very interesting. Um, we have the pug up at the farm, so that's why you weren't introduced um, to ringing the doorbell to a pug symphony of him screaming tonight. So that was interesting. But um, you're going to have to uh, tell me how uh, how cold it is up here this weekend while I uh, probably just sit my ties.
1: Uh, I will. Don't worry.
0: Sounds good to me. That sounds great. Uh, what a what a plethora of Uh, Two games we had on Sunday. Um, I've got some thoughts, Sean. Okay. And I've been thinking... We'll get into it. I've been thinking about it and thinking about how I wanted to message this. um, Because that Eagles-49ers game was the most frustrating game I think I've ever watched. And I don't really think it's anyone's fault. But I was so unhappy watching that game. And we're going to get into that. Um, We have two games... get into it and as Shawnee said our Super Bowl matchup is set we have one more football game left for the rest of the season makes me want to jump off my deck head first and that's okay but I'm so depressed about this Sean I love the Super Bowl I can't believe we're already at the end of the line here I mean Mm. it feels like yesterday I was at the first preseason game the first kickoff for, for the commanders and what is going on with time but we have a full week and a half here to break down the Super Bowl, so we are not going to get into the Super Bowl this episode. We will get into our predictions and breaking down the Super Bowl next week. I'm going to work on getting a bonus episode out next week as well. I would love to get some people in to talk about the Super Bowl. I'd love to get um, some guests in. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to dive in too much as to what i want to do until i just do it so next week i'm I'm going to do my best to get a guest in uh if we can to get a bonus episode out for you guys um shawnee am i missing anything because we you have a little lineup of the show what we want to get into today what do we got
1: yeah so we're going to talk about the games um, again, like you said, we're not going to get into the Super Bowl about who's going to win, who's going to be leading, any anything like that Super Bowl related. We will talk about the games, uh, the championship games. We also have some head coaching moves. Okay. We have a big time retirement, Tom Brady retiring. Yep. Um, and then we have a little bit of controversy that we're going to talk about with the 49ers that uh is related to that game and what ultimately happened in that game um for those of you who did not see the nfc championship and i think we'll start here i think we'll start with the nfc championship for those of you who did not see the nfc championship the simplest way to put it is the 49ers lost the ability to pass the ball through injury they had brock Purdy starting the game he tore his ucl which is in your elbow yep i got the ball deflected and his elbow bent in a weird way when he was trying to throw the ball ended up tearing his ucl and then you had josh johnson the backup quarterback get injured with a concussion uh then they had to put brock purdy back in but he couldn't pass the ball they i think they put for a couple snaps they put christian McCaffrey as quarterback but then his uh he was coming in with a calf injury anyways he was getting that massaged on the sidelines it was like connor said the most frustrating game because you just you felt we were robbed for the 49ers because... And was, we were robbed. It was We were robbed, and, and it was an entire season's worth of injuries happening in the course of three quarters of a game. Correct. Yeah, what, correct. I mean, where do you even start with this game, Connor?
0: I mean, where do you start? So, let, let's let's get into uh, the game. 31-7, to the Eagles absolutely just cakewalk over the 49ers. I saw a lot of people say the Eagles destroyed the 49ers. I... I I, I never saw it that way. Now, now look, I'm going to be as honest as I can here, and this is why I've tried to put a lot of thought into this, because as somebody who breaks down the sport, as somebody who writes on the sport, we have a podcast, we do this. Our job is to give opinions. Our job is to give strong opinions, right? We're, we're not here to just say stuff that appeases everybody, because that's our job is to give opinions. I'm going to try to be as 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 honest as I can because if I was an Eagles fan I wouldn't care I wouldn't care about the injuries and this is just me if, if this was if this was Washington I wouldn't care about the injuries we came out here and we stomped an opponent it was 31 to 7 we're going to the Super Bowl Eagles fans have every single right to be excited there is no reason I, I think people are tearing down the Eagles I don't I don't see that they're clearly an elite team they're a team that are so much better than I thought they would end up being coming into the season um, people were right to be high on the Eagles. They are such a good team. Their defense has taken an elite stand up. Um, everything about the team should excite this fan base. We were robbed on on Sunday. We were robbed of a matchup that I thought was going to be so good. We were robbed of seeing um, the Eagles get tested, really tested. And 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 I'm I'm sorry to say this, and I I don't I don't. The Eagles have not been tested in this playoffs. Okay, the Giants. And a lot of people got caught up in the hype of the Giants. Caught up in the Daniel Jones and, hey, the Giants are getting hot at the right time. They're so well coached. The Eagles mauled the Giants two different times this year. And the second time they won, they were barely trying. They're a better team than the Giants. It was a cakewalk. They they are a different caliber than the Giants. And and the Eagles are a top-tier NFC team. That was not a contest. This game should have been their challenge, and it wasn't was it the Eagles' fault? No. What's your job to go out there every week and win? And they did, and they deserve all that credit. They have not been challenged yet. I will go further than what you said. The 49ers did not just lose their ability to throw the ball. They lost their ability to be competitive. Yeah. In this NFL, if you cannot throw the football, you will not win. It, does, it, it literally doesn't matter anything else. It's what I, I've screamed to the high heavens about Washington. You can take any Alabama defender you want for the rest of your life first round. You can have the best defense in football, a.k.a. the 49ers. It does not matter. If you cannot put points up on the board, you are going to lose. And, by the way, you're not going to be actually competitive. It showed in this game that, by the way, with a minute and 40 seconds left to go, this is Miles Sanders scored on the following play, but a minute and 40 seconds to go till halftime. It was 7-7, to Sean. Mm-hmm. It, this was not a blowout this entire game. This and, was a defense that outkicked the hell out of their coverage. Go ahead.
1: And for the longest time, it was only a two-score
0: game. The longest time. The longest time, this was a defense. And people can say what they want about the 49ers. You get gassed at the end of the game and, you know, oh, they they broke in the second half and they lost their cool and lost their temper and the penalties were ridiculous. Um, I'm just going to say this. You You can't play a defense in this league at that high level for four quarters without getting help from your offense. It's impossible.
1: Because you're never getting off the bench. You're not. For more than two minutes, right?
0: These guys are gas out of their mind. Um, And this offense was setting them up, and it was turnovers, it was short fields, and they weren't getting help. And yet somehow, one way or another, um, they were just finding ways to to keep their offense in the game when they had nothing left, right? It was that fumble by Josh Johnson that ended that game. Josh Johnson comes in after Brock Purdy. It's the fumbled snap, and that's when you felt like it's over. These guys can't do it. They're not competitive. Most teams could not – most Super Bowl contending teams, if Jalen Hurts was injured and could not play for the rest of the season, the Eagles would not be – excuse me, the Eagles would not be in the NFC title game if – I mean, start just going through the list. When Matt Stafford went out for the Rams, they're bottom-feeding teams. It's, it's a bottom feeder. The Rams were not competitive at all this year, right? And there were other issues with the Rams, but once Matt Stafford couldn't play at his level, it was over for him. Go through the list of teams in the NFL that can't play without their starting QB. The 49ers not only did it once, they did it twice, you lose Trey Lance, you lose Jimmy Garoppolo, you lose Brock Purdy. The season should have been over twofold. And at that point, you're now starting a guy that just doesn't know the offense very well. And the second he went down, it was like, okay,
1: now you got to go back to Brock Purdy, who cannot throw the ball. He
0: couldn't throw the ball. He's torn UCL. He couldn't He couldn't throw the
1: ball. We're not saying can't throw the ball as in, you know, sometimes we say that as like, oh, that guy can't throw the ball. But they no, can physically he, throw the you ball. You could watch. Brock Purdy physically could not throw the and ball. And you could
0: watch his arm was basically falling forward. It was more just shoving passes a couple yards ahead of him to try to find something out. Look, this is not to, to kill the Eagles. This is not to take away from them. But – I, I genuinely – I was so upset watching that game because I wanted it to be fun. I I did not leave – I did not leave that game feeling like we know anything more about Jalen Hurts than we did before the game, right? I think that was going to be an opportunity where if the Eagles were playing a full-fledged San Francisco team, took them to the wire, and won this game 31-28, won this game 35-32, something like that – Um that we would be talking about Jalen Hurts like this is this is, uh, this is is an NFC force that will be around for years to come. And, and look, they very well might be. We don't know that yet. They haven't been tested yet. The Super Bowl will be their first real test this playoffs. In fact, I think the Super Bowl will be their first real genuine test for a very big portion of the season. You can pull up the Eagles' schedule and, and, and maybe tell me otherwise. It was really frustrating to watch, and it was tough to watch because – I think it was a question of the the what ifs. What could this game have been? Um what could what could we have seen? You know, uh, and and that's that's what bummed me out. Um because I think the Eagles genuinely like I think they were struggling at points in this game. To be honest with you, I think they were they were struggling at points in this game, especially early to really get too much going. Uh, Devontae Smith, that one-handed fourth-down completion catch that was not a catch, which, by the way, I, I'm, I'm just gonna. Then we'll, we'll talk about this, egregious. I watched it live, and I said that was incomplete. I, I, I knew him coming down with that one. When guys are going up with one hand, it's so rare, you see, when they go up with one hand and kind of twirl down and just tuck it with that one hand or kind of pull it into their body and they're landing basically face down on the ground, there's a 0.0% chance that ball is not moving. So, you, you've got to review that. That has to be a league official going, hold on, hold on. Did you saw Devontae Smith get up and immediately do this? Right? He's punching his hands because he's like, guys, get on the ball, run a play, run a play, run a play. That should be an immediate Kyle Shanahan. Like, throw the challenge flag. He,
1: he knows he didn't catch it. I mean,
0: that, that he knew he didn't catch exactly, it. Yeah. Devontae Smith is, is, is an even keeled, even headed dude. He's running on, guys, snap this ball. And it's like, how how loud do you want him to scream, I didn't catch it? Everyone snapped this because this wasn't a catch? Egregious that that wasn't reviewed nonetheless a great a great play by him a heads up play to get guys to the line of scrimmage and the Eagles just snapped this ball it's egregious that the NFL didn't uh, the ref didn't come in and say let's review this it's egregious that that red flag didn't come out of the pocket but really that was their kind of that was their big play that that, that got them going initially to start off with they found out that the second that the 49ers realized they were not getting off the field as a defense they just started running the ball and at that point, when you're running the ball, I don't care how good of a defense you are. I don't care if you're the 85 Bears. If you're on if you're on the field nonstop and your offense is going three and out and setting you up in short fields, you're gonna get run on. You're just gonna get run on. That's all they did. And by the way, kudos to the Eagles. They found out a way to do it and they did it. And they did it successfully. And that has to be that has to be said. How are you supposed to really truly break this game down from a 49er standpoint? Injuries. I, I don't know how other way to put it, just injuries and errors. And towards the end of the game, Trent Williams is just throwing people around like rag dolls. Like the guys are just getting frustrated. There's, you know, a linebacker. I don't know what his name was, but he was just straight up punching Boston Scott. I think it's just like, w- dude, what are you doing? Just calm down. Like, you just, it, it was really frustrating. I can imagine as somebody who's not, I'm not even a 49ers fan. Um, but as somebody watching the game as frustrated as I was, I couldn't, I can't even imagine what it must've been like to be on that sideline. um, but the lack of discipline towards the end kind of was an embarrassing exit. It looked a little bit like, you know, Joey Bosa with the Chargers, where you're just losing your cool. Um, and you, you know, for for what it's worth, you you've got to give, uh, got to give the Eagles credit. It, they they went out there and what's your job? Go out there and win. Find a way to win. It does. You can't control the 49ers. You can't control the QB's health situation. You can't control injuries. You go out there. You you do what you got to do and you come out with a win. And that's what they did. And they're flying to Arizona, man. And um. I, I'll say this before I, I let you take over. Um, give give your final thoughts and, and anything we can move on to the next game. I think Howie Roseman is going to be in the Hall of Fame as, as an executive one day. I think Howie Roseman as an Eagles GM is about as good as it gets. To see that the Eagles are picking, I believe, in the top 10 this year. I think they have the 10th pick overall. With however they've managed trades... And Jalen Hurts as a second rounder on a second round contract, I mean, dude, the Eagles are going to be really good for a while here. And it hate I I hate to say it because I I just I'm I'm a, they're my division rival I can't stand them, um but God have mercy they are going to be really good for a while. They went from being a team that was dealing with the end of Carson Wentz dealing with a monster contract dealing with an aging Super Bowl roster that they held on for too long, and they have just done nothing but turn that around as quick as possible into what they have now. Young, exciting. How good is that A.J. Brown trade? How good does that? I mean, how? what else is there to say? Their first-string running back, second-string running back, and third-string running back are all electric. It's Kenneth Gainwell. It's Boston Scott who just murders the Giants every time he plays and also is just a tremendous running back, and you got Miles Sanders out of Penn State. What else is there to say? I mean, I don't really see a weakness. I mean, to see Hassan Redick and Josh Sweat. By the way, I'm just gonna say this, and I said it on the podcast. Pull the audio. I don't care. I screamed about getting Hassan Redick. I screamed about getting Hassan Reddick when he uh, left. I believe it was the Cardinals, and he was a free agent. And I screamed for Washington to go get Hassan Redick. And nope, don't worry, we're good. We're we're okay. We're gonna go six and ten. All is good. Um and now look at him, a monster, an absolute game changer, and a guy who t- just took over the game, took over the game. Um, Eagles should be excited. And uh, it, this game sucked for me. I was really bummed watching it because I wanted to see a fun matchup. Um, and I and I, I part of me did want to genuinely see, um, I did honestly want to see, uh, a, you know, a good game. I wanted to see the Eagles test it. I wanted to see what we were looking at. Um, but. You know we didn't get that, but congrats, to the Eagles Headed to the Super Bowl, man. Um, that's that's a big deal, and the 49ers uh, just come up short yet again. Um, but uh, what do what do you got on this game, Sean? Right, what, so what, let's anything else?
1: talk about the that, that the Eagles have faced or maybe lack thereof. Let's talk about their schedule, all right? Let's do it. Lions yep. win. Vikings win. Yep. Commanders yep. win. Jaguars win. Let me remind you, this was not a playoff team. Jaguars, right here. No,
0: this is a team that Washington beat week one. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Cardinals win. Cowboys win. Steelers win. Texans win. Yeah. Commanders loss. Yeah, that's right, baby. Colts win ish. Barely. 17 16. <laughs> uh, yikes. Yeah. Packers. Packers are not good this year, so don't start counting that as a win. Win, though. But I mean, you know what I mean. I know don't exactly what you mean. Yeah, right, win. right, yeah. right. Titans win. Giants destroy. Bears I mean, you won, but did you really five points against the Bears? Like, come on. (laughs) Cowboys loss, but that was without Jalen Hurts. Right. Saints loss, still without
0: Jalen Hurts. Yeah, still without Hurts.
1: Eagles beat the Giants 22-16. That was without Hurts as well. That was without Hurts, yep. Mm -hmm. And then divisional round beat the Giants. So they beat the Giants. They destroyed them, and then they beat them without Jalen Hurts and then destroyed them again. Yep. And then the 49ers. They, all right, all right. Here, here, I understand what you're saying when, when you say they haven't been tested, right? We just went through their schedule. It was obviously an easy schedule. I would even argue the easiest in the NFL, and I think there's you know, actual statistics to back that up. Sure. Let me be an Eagles fan for a second. Sure. And say, well, you know what, Connor? Maybe we have been tested, but we're just so good that we destroy every single team that we play. What is your argument to that?
0: No argument. You, you're, you go out and win. Your your job is to win. Your job is to... And th- this is why I can't... I I feel like it's a fifth-grade argument to go out there and go, well, you guys suck. You guys beat sucky teams. Well, this is professional football. You're not in charge of who you play. You're in charge of going out there and kicking the person across from you's ass. Like, your, your job is to go put up points, and that's what they've done. And there's no doubt Jalen Hurts has elevated his game to... To a level that we, I don't think anyone, first. the Eagles didn't see. It, it, the Eagles saw this, they had taken them earlier, right? I mean, the, the Eagles didn't see this coming. They need to get a lot of credit for that. And as much as it kills me, th- this is an elite NFL team. Where I pause on the Eagles is this is not, I don't think this is a team that can hang with the AFC Power Dogs. I just don't don't see that. Could I be wrong? Sure. I I was wrong about them being elite this year. At the start of the season, I was trying to pump the brakes on everybody's Eagles train. They were going, I mean, I don't even know where they were going. They were out of control with the momentum coming in this year. But all they did was take the baton and run with it, man. That's all they did. So why I say that they haven't been tested yet is because the conversation is now we have have put on our caps and gowns and we have graduated the conversation of are the Eagles a top-tier team? Yeah, they are. Are they a team that can top that top tier? In, in the list of top five teams, are they one or two? Or are they three, four, five? Where are they? That's my question with them next. I could be batting 0% again. I could go over for 2. My question of have they been tested this year is, have they played a team like Cincinnati? Have they played teams like Buffalo? Have they gone into Arrowhead anytime recently in any meaningful capacity? Um, I'm saying that as, as, as a fan of a team who's never been able to do that. We've never been able to do that. And the times at Washington have been good. We've never been able to stand up toe-to-toe with the top-tier team. And when we do, sometimes it's random. AK, we hand the Eagles their first loss this year. We show up to Monday football. we destroy the Eagles, like top to bottom, kick their ass. We can't do that consistently. Um, that's my question. And that's the thing. I I never want to go through the list and go, well, you guys beat easy teams, so that doesn't count. Like, why? Are the Eagles in charge of who they play? No. They went out there and won. Don't care what you say. Winning 16 games in the NFL up to this point in a season, um, really difficult. Really, really difficult to do. And they've done that so far, including the playoffs. They have found a way to do it. Yeah. so they so, deserve credit for it. So
1: essentially you're saying they're at an elite level, but you don't know if they're Bill's Chiefs. Yeah. Is this and a Bengals dynasty team? I is this think,
0: okay. is this a is this a team that we'll see making multiple Super Bowl runs? I don't know. I have no idea. Um that's my question. I think people who kind of are acting like that is the case already, I think are are mistaken.
1: All right, so we're going to get to the AFC Championship in just a minute. But in the meantime, we're going to take a little intermission. We're going to talk about some head coaching changes. Let's do Tom it. Tom Brady's retirement. But first, as promised, related to this Niners loss, head coach Kyle Shanahan and GM John Lynch have voiced their support for an emergency quarterback rule change. Now, the current rule is you can only have 46 players dressed on game day. The proposed new rule by the 49ers after this NFC championship and they had quarterbacks go down, is you should be able to get a third quarterback <clears> – <throat> excuse me, folks – a third quarterback who is dressed, ready to go, but does not count as the 46-man – as a member of the 46-man roster. What do you think about that?
0: I'm on board. I'm, I'm on board with that. I I think there should be 53 men. I think if you have a 53-man roster, you should have 53 men – available for you i i i get the you have the inactives you have the guy because they're trying to keep the active roster versus the you know the inactives and and the i, I get it i get the argument I, I could go through it i understand it you can't have this happen you can, you cannot have a situation where in pivotal moments in pivotal games especially in, in a sport like football where you know if you're the Chiefs, for example, Patrick Mahomes' ankle gets retwisted. Something happens in the first quarter of the Super Bowl, God forbid. Knock on all the wood on on, on earth. That doesn't happen. You're one hit of Chad Henney away from who? <laughs> who? Travis Kelsey. I don't know. Like, And all of a sudden, that now your Super Bowl is over. Yeah. Y- your Super Bowl is over. I-, I would say vice versa with the Eagles. Jalen Hurts gets blindsided. Concussion. Out for the game. And you know, I mean, concussions. Like with Josh Johnson, you saw him hit his head, and you go, "Josh Johnson's not coming back into this game." We we saw his head hit. We heard immediately concussion protocol, and that's when you went, "Okay, this this game is over." I don't care who you put at quarterback. I don't care if it's Christian McCaffrey. I don't care if this receiver who was picked in the third round played junior college football. Uh, you know, at the quarterback position, it, it it's over. It's a wrap. The NFL can't afford this. And I think of anything the NFC title game showed you, specifically, when you've got injuries at the quarterback position that negate games. That game was over. That game was over at halftime. You've now lost. That's a title game. That is a title game. This is in, in baseball. That's the NLCS, and it's it's over now. You you the only people tuning into that and are interested in this are in your Philadelphia television subregion. That's it. The rest of the world, the the, the the sports bettors, they just lost everything because whatever. It's it's over. The NFL can't afford that. Yeah. So if you are the NFL, you got to come to the table in March and say, we've got to find a way to have that uh, some sort of condition to where you are mandated to have a third-dressed quarterback. And look, I get the argument of, and I've made the argument before, by the time you get to quarterback three, the game's over anyway, right? Uh, Our third string quarterback, I mean, ours is different because it's Sam Howell, right? And and people have some interest in Sam Howell's development. But for most teams, it doesn't matter. You get to the third quarterback and it's a wrap. If you say Bailey Zappi, I'm going to kill you. Is he a second string or third string? He's
1: just he needs to work on
0: Magruder's. I hate that guy. got
1: Jones, Hoyer, and then Zappi.
0: I swear to God, yeah. Zappi. I just. <laughs> no, all right.
1: Let, let me make this argument. Can though.
0: they cut Bailey Zappi so uh-huh. I need you to never say his name again? There's two things I need you to never do again. The TikTok dance that you had the balls to do in front of me. That little thing you do. Um, <laughs> what was that? What
1: was that? that was a long time ago. It was,
0: and I never want to see it again. And As as you do it. And then Bailey Zappi's name. Uh, It's unbelievable how many times. I don't know if you're paid a stipend by his family to use his last name.
1: I am, yeah. All right, let me ask you this. Let me be the the devil's advocate here. Okay. All right, what if a team says, all right, so we get an extra person that doesn't count as a roster limit. All right, we're a little short on left tackles. I want an extra left tackle. I think teams be able to do that.
0: No, because I think the designate. Well, now, now, this comes, saying? I do, but that opens up the door of activating. You you have fifty three active men on your roster, and right. on Sunday you show up, and when the smoke when the smoke and the flames are going out at twelve fifty seven, and guys are running out into the field for a one o'clock kickoff, fifty three men in pads and helmets run through the tunnel.
1: What? But right now it's a forty six man limit.
0: Right. So I could be talked into two arguments. One, activate fifty three men.
1: So all fifty three get to run out and dress and be
0: ready. Correct. Okay. Or, or, you have a special designation on the 53-man roster where you get to dress 46, where there is a 47th that is mandated to be a quarterback and it only a quarterback. A quarterback. It has to be a quarterback.
1: You can't say, all right, well, we're at two wide receivers. Oh, we, look, my know. punter
0: just twisted his ankle. Let's go ahead and get another punter, and I'll just bring in this guy and make him whatever. Yeah. Okay. It has to be a quarterback. Okay. But this can't happen again. From a product standpoint, from a business standpoint, if I'm in the NFL, I'm showing up On Monday morning, after the NFC title game, at 9 o'clock with bagels and coffee and donuts in my hand, and I'm sitting down, I'm walking over to the conference room door when everyone's in, and I'm locking the door and I'm saying, we cannot leave this room until we come up with a resolution where whatever happened yesterday in Philadelphia never happens again. Because it was when Josh Johnson's head hit the turf, we all went, it's a wrap. This is over.
1: Here's another argument for you. How often does that happen? doesn't happen that often.
0: One time is enough. Especially in pivotal games, one time is enough. There's too much on the line. The NFL is – this is not the NHL. This is not a situation where dudes – every NFL season is an entity in and of itself. You have 17 games. You have 18 weeks. Every game is so important that you have to give every team an opportunity. Every team an opportunity – to make sure that your rules, and we say this about officiating, your rules are not constricting their ability to do whatever they can to win. We, we say this about uh, the, the officiating and what's a pass interference and can we review calls and all these things. We need to give teams every aspect to win and lose the game on the field between the lines, and that be that. I think the the worst case scenario is this to happen in a Super Bowl. That's the worst case scenario.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, what's, no, I agree with that, yeah.
0: What's the second worst case scenario? title game. A title game, and it happened. So, I know that it was almost as bad as it could possibly have gotten, and maybe it's highlighting this conversation and making it way bigger of an issue than it than it is. If it was an issue once, it's one time too many. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It can't be a problem. No, you
1: know, I, I, I do agree with you. I, I agree. I, I'm not necessarily a fan of 53 people running out, but I, I would have a designated strictly quarterback yep. position. Some of the, I'd be talking to that,
0: that way more than the 53 that I, right.
1: I mentioned. Right. Um, I had another point on this, and I completely lost it. So let's go ahead and move on. Um, okay. And if I come back to it, I'll ask you. Tom Brady announces his retirement again exactly one year after he – To the day, it. I believe. To the day, yeah, February 1st. Uh, so Tom Brady is now officially out of the league. He claims it's for good. We'll see what happens. I I think it is. You think it's for good? I think it's for good. I think it's for good as well. Yeah.
0: I, I, I wanted to come in here and have the hot take of, oh, he's coming back. I, I don't see it. I don't either. It did shock me, though. Really? It did shock me. I thought he would – Definitely come back for one more year. To, I thought the Raiders years. were such a talk. Uh, part of me wondered... Part of me wondered if the Buccaneers were going to be another... Like, he, he could come back again. I, I would have said hell no to that after that Cowboys game. There's no chance he plays yeah. again as a Buccaneer. But um, I did think that there was a there was a possibility of him returning as a Buccaneers time kind of went on there. For some reason it felt like that could happen. I thought he was coming back for one, for one more year. I really did. Okay. Um, and it was funny cause he kind of mentioned, he poked fun at, it. he said, ah, oh, we did the long sappy, you know, goodbye last year and everybody, every podcast we did it. We went through the Tom Brady, the legendary, all the, um, all the stats and, and everything. And, It was kind of funny to then run back and kind of take that all back again and shelve it, and um, you know, ESPN were just tripping over themselves to show either Tom Brady highlight reels or LeBron on the court crying about a missed call. Um, Just, by the way, for the record, I need everyone to realize, I want LeBron to feel shame, feel embarrassed. You are a grown-ass man. By the way, a billionaire, probably (laughs) one of the richest men on earth. You're on your knees over an official's call. What are you doing? Get up, you have children.
1: <laughs> that that reminds me. So
0: you have children. <laughs> what is section. what is the matter yeah, it's with funny you?
1: that you brought that up. I have to find the post. Uh, during that sequence, there was a player, I forget who it was for the Lakers. He grabbed a photographer's camera.
0: And Patrick he, Beverly was it Patrick walks, Beverly? yeah, walks over to the ref and sh-
1: tried to show him. He got a technical try to show him the picture of uh, I guess supposed contact Tatum had made on James. The Patriots posted on their Instagram they had where he's he has the screen turned around it was the hunter henry no call touchdown against the vikings <laughs> it was like they edited it on the camera screen it was social media but man. that's completely off topic i agree with you i i don't have much to say about tom brady right now the only thing i, I will say because uh, we said it all last year The only thing i will say is i hope he does come back and sign a, a day um contract with the patriots yeah
0: that's and it looks like that's what robert craft talked about wanting to do and that that looks like that or a I, year I contract.
1: So. I mean, I'll take a year contract as well. With
0: Mac <laughs> Jones? Yeah, God have mercy. Um, yeah, I mean, look, and, and Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback to ever play. I don't think that's really a question anymore. I, th- I think we we can do all that. What do you got?
1: At what point was that cemented? Was that not an argument anymore? Greatest quarterback. It's a really good
0: play. question. I felt like him, um, I think when you look, he had, 20, he had over 27,000 passing yards in his 40s. I think it was really, for me, it was the Tampa Super Bowl that was, for some reason, and, and it's not that I ever want, because how do we grade quarterbacks, right? Do we grade them based on arm talent? Do we grade them based on winning? Uh, if you want to grade quarterbacks based on just sheer arm talent, I would say Sonny Juergens is the best quarterback to ever live. Like I, and That's just based, and I think a lot of people would tell you that. Um, that guy was Brett Favre before Brett Favre and a better version of it. Like, he just was probably the greatest pure arm talent thrower of all time. And this is in a day and age where he's going to the sideline, ripping a dart and drinking beer or showing up to games hungover and just slinging it for 300 in a time where throwing the football just wasn't a thing in the NFL. Um, that aside, it was that Tampa Super Bowl that I realize it, it is – it's almost just Tom's world and we're just living in it, right? Like, it's, it's a situation where this guy has such command of the game. He is so effortless with where he puts the ball. And it, it, it didn't matter because age and whether people say, oh, it's, he's ageless, he never ages. Well, of course he aged, right? His arm strength wasn't what it was. He wasn't pushing the ball downfield to the velocity that he was before. But he was so smart and so unbelievably accurate with the football he just manipulated people and defenses and coverages, and he he made everybody around him better. Even even if his arm wasn't as strong as it was before, even if he wasn't able to run or move in the pocket the way that he was, and he he was never a running quarterback, obviously. But even if his processing speed was a little bit slower, it didn't matter. It it just didn't matter. He he. I, I mean, I will never see a winner. I don't think. Like him again in the league? I could be wrong. I, I but I can't see a winner like him happening again.
1: I, I don't think Mahomes, if you wanna if you wanna go down the Mahomes route of maybe he's the closest to Brady, sure that could get there ring wise, I don't think Mahomes gets more than four
0: I, or five. And rings. because Tom Brady's time and this is what we talked about, like why do I think I think Joe Gibbs is the greatest coach in football history? Am I am I uh biased? Maybe. I love Joe. I've met him. He's the best guy on the planet. He, he acts like when you talk to him, like you're the only person in the world. I love him. But he won three three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. Yeah. Who does that? <laughs> Who does that? Like, Tom Brady aged to the point where his rosters were completely flipped. This was not a situation where you're dealing with, in the early 2000s, he had a 10-year run with this receiver and then a 10-year run with this receiver. No, like, they were constantly in New England. Rotating cast members, and it didn't matter. Yeah, if like, they're bringing in older receivers, it didn't matter. You bring in young gun receivers, it doesn't matter. You bring in, you know, college former college quarterbacks to yeah. play slot receiver, aka Julian Edelman. He's going to be a Super Bowl MVP. It's it's just like it doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, the league is worse without Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, it I think it marks a passing of time where. I mean, think about it, um, Tom Brady. Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, all out of football. And those are our guys. Like, those are Rogers our – Rodgers is the only one left. Rodgers is, yeah. I mean, think about it. Rodgers is yeah. the only one left. I mean, those were our guys growing up. I mean, that, that was – those were the – you know, the I remember when, when Eli was young. I, I you know, I, I try to go back as, as far as I remember, obviously, Roethlisberger's first Super Bowl and how, how good he was in 05 and Tim Hasselback when he when he beat the the Seahawks in 2006. Um but yeah, it is kind of a passing of the torch uh where it you've is. got these kind of this era our era now the new, you know, who are those guys now? Do we have those guys now like
1: Well, what's interesting and I, I heard someone say this is these young quarterbacks Allen Burrow, Mahomes, Hurts are realizing just how hard it is. To not even win a Super Bowl, but to get to the Super Bowl, oh, so Tom hard. Tom Brady, at the point that those guys are in their careers, was in three Super Bowls, won all three. Mm-hmm. He did all three within his first four years in the league, five years, in the, no, four years in. the league. I mean,
0: look at what the Eagles and we and we went through the schedule, right? And and we go through the strength or whatever. It's and this is why I always say it's so hard to win in football. It's mm-hmm. so hard to win fourteen games, going thirteen and three or fourteen and two, or whatever the new version of that is, fourteen and three or whatever they went. Um. It's so hard to do. It's so hard to do. It's so taxing on your body. And by the way, this is after training camp and preseason, which is so grueling. And towards the end of careers, like guys like Brett Favre and Tom Brady even last year just like, I'm not doing training camp. I just can't do this. I'm not, I, I, My body can't go nonstop like this from August all the way through. Because yeah. I've never had to worry about it because my team has always sucked. These guys are playing from August all the way through February. You know, you're making it to the Super Bowl. You're going all the way to mid-February. And by the time you're – you know, you're, you're cooling down from the season. It's March. Yeah. You know, and then and then you're right back into it again. So, um. Yeah, it is. Um, it's the passing of the torch, Shawnee, and it uh, it does, does highlight kind of a sad like, move on. But my last question before we get to the AFC title game, because we'll, we'll get to that next. Mm-hmm. I think we'll save some of our segments, by the way, that we have for, for next episode. Okay. because um, we'll review the uh, AFC title game and then, um, and then I think we'll call it a day. But, um. I think uh, I think it begs to ask a question with Tom Brady retiring. Is there anybody currently quarterbacking right now in the NFL that you think is is kind of primed for a Tom Brady esque length career? Length. My answer is no, no, no. no. Like
1: uh, bro's not even close. Brady torn ACL. Yeah, I just don't like scrambling quarterbacks. I.
0: I I'll, I like him, but I don't yeah. like injury-wise. Right, in terms of his conversation, which yeah. Which puts
1: Jalen Hurts in there. which puts uh, Josh Allen's going to have a major injury at some point because the guy doesn't know how to protect himself. I, that's a topic for another day, but I'm. Yeah, he's 6'5", 230-something, 240-something. Fine. You're he is a Mack truck, though. He is a Mack truck, but he j- I, it's conversation for a different time. But I, sure. I do think at some point he does get hurt. Kyler. Was that?
0: Kyler. Lamar. Kyler. Lamar, Lamar Jackson, like them. you're just like you go through the list, like your Burrow's already hurt. hurt. Matt Jones has already
1: been hurt. I yeah. That Matt
0: was well, get he there. he remember he passed away actually because <laughs> I think I unfortunately I think somebody stepped on his toe. I think is that what it was for Mac Jones? <laughs>
1: um, but no, I mean I, I agree with you. I I don't think I don't think we'll see this longevity, um, out of a quarterback. And if anybody's gonna do it, it's the quarterback. I mean, running backs can't do it. Receivers can't do yeah. it. Tight ends can't do it. Linemen can't do it. Um, punters, you know maybe <laughs> kickers, maybe Hey man dress way, but make even, it to 45, baby. But even at, at playing till you're 45, 45 years old, that is how long was he in the league? 23 years mm-hmm. in the league, almost as old as I am. Yeah. I mean, it's in, it, it really is insane. I, I don't think we'll ever see anybody play that long. And I, I don't think we'll see anybody ever get in terms of a quarterback ever get to those many championships and those many conference championships. And, I mean, he went to 10 Super Bowls, winning seven of them.
0: Ten. Insane. Ten Super Bowls. Whereas all
1: these guys, I mean, you know, like I said, they're they're learning the hard way. It is not as easy as it looks in in Madden.
0: It isn't. And if it was, I think we'd all be having this conversation. Um, somewhere in some private tweets because we'd all be professionals. All right. But, um, but
1: to answer your question, yeah, I, I, I don't think, I can't I think there it. are too many injuries going around yep. with these young guys. Doesn't totally. Mean they'll have long careers, but uh, there are certainly some injuries. That totally we agreed. Watch. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about the AFC championship. Let's do it. Tom Brady was in nine times, I think. <sighs> would be No, I'm sorry. Won nine times. Yeah. One ni- Holy well, crap.
0: Oh, my gosh. Would he have won nine times?
1: He Yeah, because he lost three Super Bowls with New England, won six. Jeez! All right. Well, he did not win this year. Uh, This Mm -hmm. year belongs to the Kansas City Chiefs, once again, who I believe Mahomes has now played in five straight AFC championships and is going to be playing in his third Super Bowl. So the uh, Chiefs get the win 23-20 over the Cincinnati Bengals. It marks the first time in Mahomes' career that he beats Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Really exciting game. Uh, Connor just – Break it down for me and also give me to start. I'm trying to think the best way to phrase. I I know. On a scale from one not concerned at all to a 10, like, yeah, this is a problem. Where's Mahomes' injury going into the Super Bowl for you?
0: Uh, like a three. I'm not that concerned really? about that at all. And, and I think that this is where this – and it segues perfectly. The highlight of this game to me, this was a masterpiece from Patrick Mahomes, and he did it in a way – I think Nick Shook wrote this on um, – on nfl.com i believe i think i was reading this earlier his ability to slow down this game uh and, and play knowing of his injury and, and and just to watch him watch him play around that right i mean you, you talk about weaknesses and like what do i mean by saying that i'll explain here but When you have a weakness, right, like say I'm a basketball player and I got a sore wrist and it's on my shooting hand, Um, how am I going to adjust that? Is my shot just going to get weaker and I have to overpower it? Or am I going to change my game to just make that not a problem anymore? Am I going to pass more? Am I going to have higher assists and probably less points? Am I going to drive the rim a little bit and just try layups instead of shooting it? You get my point. Some players know their weakness and it just kind of cripples them and it's not their fault it's just some rg3 couldn't run cripple them uh carson wentz couldn't run crippled his comp, uh, confidence and now unfortunately he just can't throw anymore <laughs> um those are big way big examples of patrick mahomes's ankle was hurt and what did he do this was not a. am gonna continue playing my game and hobble around i'm gonna just play through it and screw it it he slowed the game down um he got everybody involved uh, this is 326, two touchdowns, 29 to 43. And by the way, um, I, I think the best play of this game, I think the best play of this game was Marquez Valdez Scantling, who has been a zero, I mean, has done 0.0 things for this team um, at all this year. And Patrick Mahomes on a third and 10 at the 19-yard line, tied 13-13 with a couple minutes left in the third quarter. On basically one foot, steps into a collapsing pocket and throws a howitzer to this guy and basically st- like just staples it into his chest right into the end zone. And it just showed at this point – th- that was the highlight – But it showed that this guy didn't need to do what he usually did was scrambling around and sprinting around and trying to create stuff with his legs. He did when he had to, but he didn't force it. And he slowed the game down in his head. Um, That was a highlight to me. It was a howitzer. It was, I have the strongest arm in this game and you are not going to stop me. Again, this is just, I can't believe I'm not. I just, un- muting your computer and muting <laughs> your phone is essentially podcasting 101. It's radio show 101. If you walked into any CBS sports studio, if you walked into Grant studio in 1067, the first thing, that phone, silence, laptop silence. I don't know way, how many way, years I have Connor's to do
1: Connor's phone. He's not mad at me. That was
0: Connor's no, phone. no, it was my phone and then it was my laptop.
1: <laughs> your laptop? I'll right, take me, two else. Let me ask you this about Mahomes. Is it a concern? that they only put up 23 when you're playing the Eagles in the Super Bowl and you might have – uh, let me rephrase it. Can Mahomes, with his injury, put up more than 30 points? Yes. Okay. Yes, without a doubt. It's not going to be an issue, you, you think, no. at all? Okay. No. Uh.
0: and and I think that uh, it was highlighted by the fact that, um, obviously, the Bengals' defense has, in the second half of the season through the playoffs, has been tremendous. um, And really, throughout this game, was really good. Um, the problem for the Bengals unfortunately was a problem that we thought would be a problem 2 weeks ago, right? And it was the offensive line. Um and that I think was the one, two and three reason that this game was over. Um this game was really fun. It was nothing. Uh it, it was nothing like the uh the game um uh, obviously the Eagles game was was nothing quite as crappy as that, but uh, this game was kind of a slower pace game. Obviously, two really high octane offenses that didn't didn't quite put it together um, on the scoreboard as quick as we're used to. Like I said, thirteen to thirteen, heading you know well into the third quarter and, and touched onto the fourth quarter. Um, but it was unfortunately the patchwork offensive line, and and this is the thing that sometimes we we talk about, and it's what teams are going to expose weaknesses you have. Some teams do it better than others. Um, we said that the Bengals Patrick offensive line was not a problem after the Bills game, right? We thought, hey, this Bills defense is going to get after the Bengals with this bad offensive line, um, and they didn't. They stood up, um, but unfortunately, uh, unfortunately here for the uh, for the Bengals, they ran into uh, Mister Chris Jones, um, who had uh, a, a career day. Um, it was two sacks on the first drive, I believe. Um, to start the game for the Bengals offensive line, it just it, it was really just Joe Burrow running for his life um, the rest of the way. Uh, it was, you know, and you, you go back, I mean, go back to week, I don't know what week it was, Shawnee, but it was Halloween night, and the Browns destroyed the Bengals. Do you remember that? I remember that, yeah. And it was, it felt like the cherry on top of, oh, last year's Super Bowl run, was a farce. This is the 2012 Ravens. This is, you know, this is the giants of years past who kind of just magic carpet ride their way to the Super Bowl. um, And it just felt like they were out of gas. They rip off 10 straight. Joe Burrow is playing as good as any quarterback in the league. Their offense is as good as it gets. Um, And I think when it came toe-to-toe, when you're playing, this is what I say about the Eagles. When you're playing elite, top-tier, one-two overall teams in the league, your weaknesses will get exposed. Um, that's what happened to Cincinnati here. Um, I, you know, I, I put out a tweet, and we'll we'll talk about officiating. I think at a later point because the officiating in this game and the officiating of points uh, in the Eagles game was was embarrassing, to be honest with you. Um, the better team won here. I think the more explosive team won. I think we're going to get a really good Super Bowl here. I think we really will. What did you kind of take away from this game? What were your what were your big things? I mean, you're you're way more in tune with the AFC cuz you 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 play these teams as a Patriots fan, as a Patriots guy. What'd you take away from this?
1: I cannot even believe how bad the Bills are kicking themselves. Yeah, you've got watching, to just watching watching that Bengals offensive line. Yeah, dude. I mean, it, it, you were right. It collapsed, and now you completely it was going to collapse against the Bills. But it yep. collapsed at the worst time. I would differ from you saying that the best team won. I think these teams are pretty equal. I really do. I, yeah. I, I think they play ten yeah. times. It's it's a coin toss each time. Yeah. It's five each side. I really Yeah. Do. Interesting. I I don't. I mean,
0: I can't disagree with you. Um, I,
1: here's what I'll say. I think both of these teams are slightly better than Buffalo. But I do not think that necessarily you can make a definitive argument that the Chiefs are better than the Bengals or Bengals are better the than the Chiefs. The only
0: argument I can make to you, okay, the only one I can make to you, is the only argument I'd make for anybody. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. That is true. And also, like I said to you, if I wanted one person from any NFL team, it's Patrick Mahomes, okay. if you were to tell me. So when all things are even, when the defenses are pretty even, if you were to give the nod, maybe – I guess the skill position. I mean, the Bengals, T. Higgins and, and Jamar Chase and are so good, right? They have more weapons. They have more weapons. But it, just Pat Mahomes, I mean, that's all I have. And I, I picked the Chiefs to win this game. And, and honestly, I, I wanted the Bengals to win. I, I, I want the Bengals to win a Super Bowl. Um, But I picked the Chiefs for this exact reason. Pat Mahomes has never played a road playoff game. um, Other than the Super Bowl, obviously. Um. This guy has been in five straight AFC title games. He's just so comfortable doing it. I mean, this it, it almost feels like a walk in the park for him. That's why I chose him. That's why I felt good about him. And that, I think, is ultimately why they won this game. I'm a little worried about the Bengals going forward. Really? I'm a little worried. And I'm going to pull this up. Uh, do you know the list of Bengals free agents that they have to sign coming up? I'm going to this look year? up
1: for you while you keep. Uh, keep Go it. ahead. Actually, you know what? I'm going to bring up a topic for you while I look this up. Do it. All right. Isaiah Pacheco.
0: Madman. Madman. I love this guy so much.
1: Now, do you know where this guy was drafted? I was... believe he was sixth round at of Rutgers.
0: Uh, I mean, it would it would make sense. By yeah. the way, just another example why you don't pay running backs huge, exorbitant contracts, <laughs> but he's a madman. I love Isaiah Pacheco.
1: How big of a role is he going to play in the Super Bowl?
0: I think he's gonna play a humongous role, dude. I think he's going to – because this is what makes the Chiefs so dangerous is if they can be well rounded. If Pat Mahomes doesn't have to throw the ball forty five or fifty times, um that's your your best way of gassing a defense. Your best way of winning is throwing the football. The best way of gassing down a defense is gonna be on the ground. What do you got? You raise your eyebrows. I
1: raised my eyebrows. This is a lot. Now let me make sure I'm looking at Cincinnati twenty twenty three. This is sports rack. Dot com. Yep.
0: All right. Spot track.
1: Spot track. There yep. we go. Okay. Jesse Bates, Von Bell, Eli Apple, Hayden Hurst, Trey Flowers, samajere P. Ryan, Brandon Allen, Drew Sample. Jeez, we, holy crap! This is everybody. Clark Harris. Yes. Uh, Max Sharping. Sharping. Who's guard? Yep. Sharping. Sharping. Okay. Make sure I'm saying that right. Michael Thomas, Trent Taylor, Jalen Davis, Jermaine Pratt. Joe Bacci, linebacker, uh, yep. Trayvon Williams, Cal – oh, what wow, are these last names, guys? It, Calidomatis Yeah. Clay Johnson and Mitchell Wilcox.
0: Okay, and that you have not given – you you have to pay – who who do you have to pay now coming up? Jamar Chase? And guess who else you got to pay? Uh, Joe Burrow's going to get 50 mil a year. You haven't paid Joe it, Burrow it, it, either. his rookie contract up? Well, he was drafted what? In... He was drafted 2020. 2020. So you're coming up now on, so you're going to be looking at a next year deal. Right.
1: Let me look up Joe Burrow's contract.
0: Yeah. Um, look that up. But I, I'm I'm worried about that because I don't know how you're going to. How are we gonna figure that out? <laughs> like, how are we gonna work all those guys in? Well, if you um, got to
1: keep someone, you keep Joe Burrow. And you keep of course you do. Chase.
0: But, I mean, the, that cast of guys you just read out. Jesse Bates. I mean, that's – Apple? I don't know. I think he's replaceable? Yeah, I, maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, this is this is – I'd have to have a, a Bengals guy on to kind of break this down. Maybe that's something we do in the offseason to kind of break this down for us. Um, That's kind of where, where I'm at, my concern-wise with the Bengals. Am I wrong?
1: All right. So, so, Joe Burrow is a free agent in 2025. They signed him to a four-year, $36 million deal. You
0: got to lock him up. You have yeah. to lock him up so by
1: worth fifty million a year.
0: I feel like that's what he's going to get. How Does, long?
1: Over a decade?
0: I, I don't think it's. I I don't. I don't like the Patrick Mahomes deal. I don't like that over the decade thing. You know. Yeah, but I like you a five don't have six years. Like it to, you, to agree that's the trend. If you're the Bengals, Joe Burrow has to retire a Bengal. Um, you want to keep Jamar Chase for as long as he's, you know. You need him for another five years minimum. You're not letting those guys go. Um, but the you saw the uh, cap number went up to 221. That cap number just continues to rise. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, he wants 50 mil. <laughs> you got to give him 50 mil. I feel like that's really what's going to end up costing, Johnny. But I, these are things you got to take into consideration, right? How are you going to allocate that money when you've got those big contracts on the way?
1: So I don't Jam- know. Jamar Chase came in a year after Burrow did. He he was a rookie in twenty twenty one. He was signed to a four year thirty point eight million dollar contract, mm-hmm. roughly, with a nice signing bonus. Uh, he will be an unrestricted free agent in twenty twenty six. Again, you gotta you gotta you gotta pay him. Not necessarily now, but
0: no, but soon. it but there's gonna come a point where you you just you don't want if he starts sniffing free agency, it's over. Can't let that happen. Gotta yeah. lock these guys up. It's just uh, I don't know. Um,
1: how do we get on that train? I don't know. Oh, you said you were concerned about the Bengals. A little concerned about the Bengals the moving I, yeah.
0: forward, but uh, the keeping the cast of characters together. Mm-hmm. That said, when Joe Burrow is on your team, you'll always be a competitor. Joe Burrow is one of the, the great young quarterbacks in this, in this league. Every team should be searching for a Joe Burrow. Every team should want a Joe Burrow. I texted my buddy, who's a big Bengals guy, and I said, here's the good news. You guys are going to be relevant for the next 15 years. You are. No matter how you splice it, you've got – the jewel, the gem that every NFL team is searching for. There's only a couple of them, and you got it. So you're going to find a way to be competitive with that. You're never gonna, Your bottom is not going to fall out when you have somebody like Joe Burrow on your side. Um, that Joseph Asai penalty at the end of the game, that was a killer. Oh. The roughing the passer. Yeah. It was a penalty. It's what it was. I don't know what else to say. Anybody saying it wasn't? I didn't see many people saying it wasn't. Are you
1: talking about the roughing the passer? Roughing or the, the passer, the late hit out of
0: bounds. That uh, not roughing the passer. Excuse me, it was a late hit. Okay. Yeah, the unnecessary roughness. Um, that was really upsetting to watch because it just you just your heart went out to that guy. You know, just uh, he's trying to make a play. He's running full speed, and it's just a dumb play. You can't you can't hit the guy, but um, that was tough to watch. But Harrison Butker, three seconds left knocks it in and 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 that's that's all she wrote um pretty upsetting if you're a Bengals fan and i can imagine that Bengals fans are 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 super disappointed with how that game turned out because in a lot of ways that game was winnable um but i i can pretty confidently say that this is going to be a really good super bowl matchup i i I really i really can and um i think for the city of philly and and for kansas city i think it's going to be a ton of fun and and for the league i really hope um I, I hope it's. I really hope it's a good Super Bowl, it, because my final question. I'll part with you. We, we've got a couple minutes left. so I, I, I do want to just part with this. Where are your thoughts on these playoffs so far?
1: I don't think they're as great as we anticipated.
0: I got. Uh, I got a poll I put out on Twitter, and I got a couple hundred people to vote on it. And I tried getting that gauge, because as I kind of went through, I was like, "How have these playoffs been, for the most part?" Um, and I kind of had a little bit of a harder time. I I think they've been underwhelming, honestly, which is a bummer because I thought the AFC ch- uh, title game there was fun. The NFC one was terrible. Mm-hmm. You go back a week. The Giants game was horrific. That was no fun at all. Tampa, bad. The Tampa game was terrible. Um...
1: Well, even and then the Dallas and, and Niners game, those are just
0: embarrassing. Uh, Dallas, Dallas and Niners game was a yeah, yeah, exactly, and it, and it was a kind of a weird game as well, a weird back and forth. Um, you know
1: what I think made it really bad is the fact that the Bills just looked awful.
0: Bills looked terrible. Yeah, they and they were such a disappointment, mm-hmm. such a disappointment. Not even competitive in that game. Yeah. Um, you know. Th- and it was odd because the Dolphins then go up and almost beat the Bills in a weird way. It's just it's been a funny playoffs. Like it's been fun, but it's been underwhelming. The but Jaguars it's kind of been odd. Back. Jaguars come back and and, and knock out the, the Chargers, and um I don't know. The Ravens almost beat the Bengals, right? It's sure, it's, yeah. a, it's a we it's it's a strange it's a strange thing. I don't know. These playoffs have been kind of underwhelming, to be honest with you. But I hope it does cap off um a good year with a good Super Bowl. So. Next week I think we'll we'll dive into everything Super Bowl. We'll we'll go into all the details. We'll jump into some free agency. Obviously, we're going to get into more detail that Sean Payton um deal and that trade that the Broncos make. I'm just going to say this now and we'll get into it in detail. I hate teams trading draft picks for coaches. I think it's just ridiculous and um I guess I'll just leave it at that cuz we got some thoughts to get into next week, but um Sean for now. Is there anything I'm missing?
1: just wings man
0: it just wings baby let's go get some wings um are you gonna tease us? What, what what's do we have some segments for next week that might be interesting for everybody
1: all right yeah so we're gonna talk about the coaching changes yep we're gonna do a full super bowl preview so not only this is a little prep for you i'm gonna have you do this throughout the week let's do it not only are you picking the winners yep not only are you picking the final score we're picking quarter by quarter score
0: oh i like it quarter right, by quarter the
1: by quarter score we're doing bold predictions like we did last year okay for both the offensive and defensive sides of both teams. And let's throw in a special teams there. As sure. Well. Special teams are important. So that's a total of six bold predictions that you have to make. Okay. About each team. It can be good, bad, ugly, whatever. And then we're going to go through your top five moments of the season from the beginning, week one, all the way up until where we are now, pre-Super Bowl. You're going to give me the top five moments from the NFC or from the NFC, from the NFL. And it can be anything. anything. It can, it's just when you're telling your kids – about the 2022 2023 season top five things you're going to mention gotcha all right, all right. cool I, I think i know some of them but it'll be interesting to see uh what, what else you want to say i'll
0: add one thing we will pick next week as well we will make our predictions for super bowl mvps i like
1: that as well there we go I love um that. and we'll also predict uh how good rihanna is
0: that should be interesting get i your umbrellas ready oh, get our umbrellas i like <laughs> rihanna i have no problem with rihanna i don't I kind of would like a band, though. Yeah. I'd like a band. I, I just, I miss the. I'm sorry. I miss the. We're diehard Coldplay fans, right? So, like, we, we, we love the bandits. But, like, hey, okay, you know, the Rolling Stones you and U2. You yeah. And I loved Prince and the Revolution uh, when they played in Tampa. That was so cool. Like, those, those, like, I know The Who played. I mean, whatever. But, like,. Uh, Bruno Jackson. Mars was great, Michael Jackson was oh, iconic. That was so good. Yeah. Well, how about that we'll make that a segment then? Our top, our top, top halftime shows. Roll, there half-time you go. I mean, we're just time. we're throwing out all the content oh, yeah. in the world. Um, <laughs> but uh I think we will uh we will put this to sleep for the evening, Shawnee. And uh I guess that's it, right? That's it, man. All right, my friend. Well you all enjoy the Pro Bowl or whatever they're gonna do. Flag football, dodgeball, whatever. I don't know. It's just I guess the Pro Bowl. I just remember the Pro Bowl meant something. But uh, enjoy whatever they are going to be showing on Sunday. And uh, we'll be back next week, which is going to be Super Bowl week. Teams will be out in Arizona. Media availabilities they will have Radio Row and everything set up. So um, we are going to uh, get you all you need to know. For now, you all enjoy your weekend. And for for Sean let after for the review is in the books. Shawnee, I will see you at Wings, and I will see you once we stop recording. But I will catch you next week. And as always, I'll catch all of you on the other side.